Welcome to Automators, a podcast where we take our technology and make it, bend it to our will. I am David Sparks, and I'm joined by Rosemary Orchard. Hi, Rosemary. Hey, David. How are you today? Good. Uh, we've got a guest on the show today, Rodrigo. And Rodrigo, I forgot to ask you how to pronounce your name before the show, so I'm going to take a shot. Rodrigo Arojo. Hi, guys. Uh, thanks for having me. Uh, that's actually uh, a common mispronunciation because you guys uh, pronounce it like it uh, if it were Spanish. So yeah. uh, in, in Spanish, that, that probably that's probably right. But uh, in Portuguese, it's Rodrigo Araujo. Ah, see, Southern California, man. I, no problem. Uh, I, I thought that I had the chops, but I didn't. There's no problem. All right. Uh, so it sounds like you hit the G harder. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's actually our R is is not so uh, round like like the the display. Rodrigo. It's it's a Rodrigo. It's like a. Um, it's the, almost the, like there's a H in there, almost. Yes, it it, it seems like the English H. Yes. Ah. Or high. Right. So so that concludes the um, the speak Portuguese section of uh, automators <laughs> this week. Yes. But and I am going to do my best to say your name properly. Give it to me one more time. Rodrigo, how do you say it again? Just Rodrigo. 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 Okay. I'm, I'm going to get this, guys. But Rodrigo, the reason he's here is because he's an amazing developer. And oh. he's the developer of the app Charty that we keep seeming to talk about here on the Automators podcast. Rodrigo um, made this awesome app that adds features to shortcuts. And we thought it'd be fun to talk to him today. So, so welcome to the show. Hi. Hi, everyone. Thanks for having me. Uh, it's, it's an honor to be here. Uh, I've been listen, I've been a listener to Automators ever since you guys started, and uh, it's it's baffling to 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 be part of it. Now. Yeah. Well, and uh, thank you for helping making automation better for us. And, oh, yes. Uh, we appreciate you coming on. Tell us, Rodrigo, a little bit about. Um, obviously, you just didn't decide you want to make an app and start programming. You've got a little experience. Uh, tell us a little bit about your background. I'm, a, I'm actually a computer engineer from uh, from Brazil. Uh, I live in Rio de Janeiro nowadays, and I work in the oil company. I work at Petrobras, the Brazilian oil company. So uh, I've finished computer engineering in 2008, and ever since the, the, the App Store, the, the iPhone was launched, and the, the App Store was launched one year after, uh, I've been meaning to, to make an iOS app. I even started making... Uh, some of them, one of my brother, uh, uh, it was a, uh, a series tracker, uh, TV series tracker, and, but we never shipped it. And last year, I shipped my first app. It was, it's chat stats. It's, a, it's an app to, to analyze uh, WhatsApp groups, uh, history files, and generate fun statistics to, to move, move the groups and, and, and Make everyone laugh about you know, who sends the most messages, uh, what time of day the groups are more active. And yes, uh, some of my friends uh, like to talk a lot at night, and others at uh, at noon. So, so we get to see that uh, and analyze everyone. So, and then data analysis in an app just kind of led to probably what became Charty, right? Yeah, sort of. Uh, I've been I've always loved data visualization and storing data about myself. So I've used uh, Apple Health and, and everything to, to store data about me and stuff I do. So one, one, there, there was one year, I guess it was uh, 2009, that uh, uh, I've started every, the, the date I've watched uh, each series, TV series, uh, 
for a year. And in the end, I made an, an infographic. So it's something about me that I'd like to visualize stuff. And I've been longing for a way to do this in, in iOS for ages. And last, uh, I guess it was November, when, uh, when I saw what Alex Hay was building with Toolbox Pro, I yeah. got excited and, and I saw it was possible. Because uh, even though I watched uh, the WWDC uh, keynote, I haven't hadn't realized uh, the power that, that was being given to developers in iOS 13. So I've when I saw what he was doing, uh, I, I noticed that it might be possible to create a, a utility app to, to create charts directly from shortcuts. Yeah, that's one of the things I like about, I mean, Charty for me is an app that kind of stands in its own category because there are a lot of great tools for shortcuts where people have kind of built automations that Apple didn't really think to build or add. So they've mm -hmm. kind of filled in the gaps for us. But Charty is an app, and if you haven't seen it yet, listener, it's it's an app that you install, and it, it adds charting tools to shortcuts. So, you know, we were just talking before we went on mic, Rodrigo built one for OmniFocus that goes through and it looks at the number of tasks you check off every day versus the number of tasks you add every day. And we discovered that Rose is losing on a scale of two to one which is <laughs> a little over two to one actually if we're being honest it's it's yeah. it's 100 to 40 um yeah. so. so so honestly every day you dig your your hole deeper which is not not fun but the uh but either way it's cool that you can visualize data out of shortcuts so it, it's an app that really creates kind of a feature in shortcuts that none of us ever anticipated and uh, i just love first of all that you had the idea to come up with it and Secondly, how well you've executed. So, congratulations to you. Oh, uh, yours. Uh, it means means a lot uh, coming from you guys. Uh, uh, it's it's impressive. <laughs> uh, well, it's not just us though, because I mean, I've I've been you know watching this from from fairly early on. I I think you may have been retweeted by it might have been Alex actually, or it could have been Simon who who makes Data Jar and Scriptable. Um, I know uh, both of them have, have retweeted what you're doing, and it's really interesting to see all of these all of you developers, you know, making things for that work with shortcuts, you know, sharing each other's work. It's really nice to see that as well. But I spotted it early on and then a number of people on Reddit, especially who are absolutely nuts for Charty is so lovely to see. And it really proves that you, you've done a, a nice job with this because it's, you know, so many people are using it and I guess some of them are probably using it in ways you never conceived, right? Exactly. Uh, it's, it's been overwhelming seeing the, the community uh, adoption of Charty. And I have to say, opening the beta early on uh, was the best decision I could have taken in this in this process. So if you're a developer hearing and you're working on something and you're you're, you're tempted to keep it a secret, don't do it. Sharing it within the world is a, is a great way to to build a community and uh, also get feedback from everyone. So these last couple, uh, I guess it was in January, uh, I, I submitted the first build to 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 the public beta, and I've gotten a lot of feature suggestions and, and bug reports and lots of things I wouldn't be able to, to check alone. And it made Charlie a lot better, uh, a lot better. It's, it's, it's actually a work um, that I, I took multiple hands to, to build. And it's been incredible seeing uh, the, the community adoption of it. Uh, you spoke about uh, Simon and Alex, uh, both great guys helping me a lot. Uh, in, the, in the beginning, Alex sent me a, a, an email uh, with lots of suggestions and, and features, uh, features Charlie should have, 
and I, I believe I, I implemented uh, each one of them, <laughs> and he's he's helped me a lot with uh, with this process. Simon also, and concerning stuff that people were doing that I I, I hadn't anticipated. Some users were using Charlie to to track uh, turnip prices in in Mocross and Rose. I, I know you played, <laughs> so it was it was it was really impressive. <laughs> yeah, it it is uh, it's a great app, and like I said, it adds a feature. So like if you like to build shortcuts and you want data visualization, something that we thought we'd have to wait for Apple for, and honestly, I think we'd be waiting a long time for Apple to get around to that. Uh, you can just download Charty now and and start adding it. And we've got a bunch of content on Charty later in the show, but I also want to talk to Rodrigo about just how he is a um, an automator and, and some of his automations that he uses every day. In fact, let's start there a little bit. Um, how did you get started with automation and what are your primary automation tools day to day? So uh, as I said, I'm a computer engineer, but in, in college I've, I've studied most uh, C++ and, and Java. And both are not very easy to 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 use languages and mm-hmm. to deal with the the files files and stuff. So I've never I've never gotten the beaten by the the automators bug before uh, during college. But when I learned Python, uh, everything changed. <laughs> I started automating file movement file management in the in the, the OS, and I even went on to to create an, a web a whole web app to track a a a betting pool we, we made with a, a few friends in, in the World Cup of 2014. So as a computer engineer, I mostly gravitated to, to using powerful languages uh, to, to build automations. But when Workflow came out, I it was an insta-buy for me. I, I bought it instantly and started creating stuff with it because I already liked to use uh, Launch Center Pro. And this gets me to, to how I... I I started building automations in the in iOS. It was around 2014, I guess, that someone discovered uh, we could use Launch Center Pro early uh, menu building uh, actions to create a, a sort of questionnaire uh, to automate daily logs uh, to day one. So yeah. I, I, you will obviously remember this. Uh, so I created a, a small questionnaire with seven questions, just uh, and I, I was filling them every day. I guess I did it for almost two years, uh, and it was—it's really great. I, I can see uh, that this shortcut—the shortcut—it wasn't a shortcut at the time. It, uh, it prompted me to, for, for seven questions, and then asked, uh, showed me a text box asking me if I had any longer thoughts about the day. So, and then created a, a nice uh, markdown formatted table in, in day one, and it's great to see that uh, what I was thinking—I was going through it yesterday, preparing for the show. And it's great to see what I was thinking back in 2014 and 2015. It's it's really nice. I mean, so often I really believe the start for this for a lot of people is small, easy automations like you know a daily, you know check-in list. It's just it's just not that hard to make these things. And I think it's creating that first one that really opens your eyes to what you can do with this stuff. And and suddenly automation becomes on the table when you hit the daily frustrations with your computer. But you got to build that first one. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and uh, I've seen Rose uh, suggest this in, in other sh- other episodes of automators. Uh, one other very important thing the, about automating stuff is that you, get, you guarantee it's done properly. 
you if I were building these these markdown tables every day, I might forget one of the the items, or I might forget one uh, uh, an underline in the table when it when it properly. So doing it uh, through the automation uh, makes it properly done and guarantees it's going to work. Yeah. I, I know how to make a table in Markdown. Okay, I know I know how to do it. If you ask me to do it, though, and then you're watching me do it, I will 100% mess it up. Absolutely guaranteed. I'm not even allowing <laughs> yeah. a slight margin for me getting it right. It's going to go wrong. Um, and, and that's what happens when, when you do these things every day. Um, and I'm really tempted. I think I'm going to be stealing your idea of just answering seven questions, because especially with shortcuts being able to prompt you and then being able to lock this data and then make a chart of it at the end of my week as part of my weekly review. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. There's plenty I of ideas have, here so far. Yeah, yeah. I, I've ported the, the that Lunch Center Pro action to, to shortcuts. If you want, I can share it with you. That would be great, actually, if you could, and then we'll put that in the show notes for people. Yes, yeah, sure. It, it, daily prompt is like a huge thing for a lot of folks, and it does make a difference. But yeah, I'd never really considered Rose um, visualizing data with a with a charty version. But if you I guess if you kind of rated your day or rated your sleep or whatever, you could easily put something together with Charty. And you can it can store the information in in data jar with which is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I've rewritten lots of my shortcuts using using data jar just to to get better uh, information storage than saving it in in notes files. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's that's one of the key things that you you have to look at with an automation, right? How are you going to store your data? And okay, maybe data jar isn't the solution for some people. They, they want to just save a dictionary as a file into iCloud, or they just want to send a chart over to Charty, and that's okay, because they don't need the data. They just want the chart. But you, you have to decide how you're going to store your data. And in some cases, as you found, it's great to go back and look at a couple of years entries in day one. It is really remarkable how much um, third-party developers have stepped in during iOS 13. I mean, if you look at it, our show regularly, we're talking about third-party apps. We've already talked about Charty and DataJar. You know, it's just, there's so many ways that Shortcuts has improved without Apple this year. Yes, uh, Apple has given us a, a platform more than ever. So we can now, it's almost like we're getting a, a new app store inside of, of Shortcuts. So we can build stuff just to to in, in to, to improve it, and, and Apple is being very very nice to, to us, uh, accepting all these these different uh, apps in, in the store. So uh, when I was building Charity, uh, I was actually kind of afraid because I don't know if uh, I didn't know if they were considered uh, incomplete functionality uh, for an app to be to only be able to to get data input from from shortcuts. But they were very 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 nice to me. That would be a great addition to shortcuts, though, wouldn't it? So inside the gallery, like have an apps section where they can showcase all of these great apps, you know, including Charty and Toolbox Pro and Data Jar and all of these amazing things that really make uh, shortcuts better. I'm coding that on my WWDC wish list, David, and I'm claiming that if if that comes true, I'm getting a point. All right, gold star for you. <laughs> we we just talked about it on Mac Power <laughs> Users as we record this. The show hasn't published, but it will by the time the show goes out and. One of my wishes is that they don't make shortcuts for the Mac. I feel like there's too many um, things they need to fix on iOS, and we've got plenty of great short. We've got plenty of great automation already on the Mac, um, um, but I would like to see them just kind of lock down iOS because this is really the only game in town, and we need to have uh, not only great tools from from you folks, but we also need to have Apple continuing to improve and push the ball forward. 
I mean, one of the things I'd really like them to do is just give you more memory. Um, I know a lot of these. Uh, that, that would be great. <laughs> the uh, well, I guess while we're here, uh, as this show releases, we're just a few days from from WWDC. Um, as someone who develops a shortcut supporting app, what would you like to see Apple do to make it easier and better? So, uh, as Ken just said in the, the last episode of Automators, uh, they've made a great job of at, uh, unleashing the, this parameter power action shortcut action power. To us, so we've been well served in the in this last year, but there are still things we, we could get to to make it better. One of the things would be to to make it easier to create parent parameters. And uh, if you're if you've never created a shortcut utility app, probably you don't know what this is. But it's the uh, you have noticed that when you change the, some parameters in 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 one of short in one of the actions in shortcuts, sometimes the the parameter the other parameters mod, uh, are modified. Uh, so mm-hmm. some disappear, some reappear. Uh, these uh, this happens because the that original parameter you changed uh, it's the the parent parameter. So it would be great to have more power over uh, how to set these in the in the while building the app. But uh, as a shortcuts user, uh, I'd love to have a way to to make um, uh, sort of a it's it's a wild dream, but uh, it, it would be great to have a, a scripting language that translates directly to shortcuts and translates back into the, the scripting language. So we can sometimes uh, make maybe write some things faster uh, typing and then see uh, the little boxes uh, rearranged. So it would be easier than dragging. Because uh, as we were speaking, the, that uh, shortcut, I've been to, to compare the, the added and completed tasks in OmniFocus. It has more than 100 actions and it, it's get, it gets hard to, to keep scrolling and, and the page is refreshing and mm-hmm. it's yeah. kind of wild. So yeah. having a way to, to input that with text, it would be great. I think you win the Moxie Award, though. A scripting language for shortcuts? I I, I think that's yeah. a problem. I don't yeah, know if they're like, going to do it. Go big or go okay. home, right? If we don't wish yeah, for the exactly. amazing things, we might not get yeah. them. It, 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 I know it's, it's borderline impossible, but uh, we can dream, right? Well, yeah, with no, a no, little no. bit of autocomplete and just essentially, you know, like essentially having you type the name of the action and then, I don't know, curly brackets or something around your variable names and a whole yeah. a healthy dose of autocomplete in there, I think would make yeah. it accessible for people. And, you know, drag and drop would still be there if you don't have a keyboard attached, I would suggest. If you, if you have a Bluetooth keyboard attached, then you get this option. Otherwise, you know, drag and drop for you. Yes, exactly. Well, it, yeah. it is a huge problem, though. I mean, I... I mean, just the other day, I was working on a long shortcut, and I was trying to scroll to the bottom. And oh. in the process, I, I moved an action. You know, because yes. <laughs> if your finger lingers just a little too long, it says, this isn't a scroll, this is a grab. And then I had to spend 10 minutes undoing what I did, because I wasn't sure what it was. Because not only did I move an action, the scroll did it eventually engage, um, and I don't even know where it was. <laughs> see, that's actually my wish. My wish is really simple. I would really like at the bottom where they've got the undo arrow and the the redo arrow and the share and the play. I would really like a little arrow that just points downwards inside of that, which just scrolls me to the bottom. At the moment, like I just usually I just add an action, which scrolls me to the bottom, and then I delete that action. But it's a it's a hacky workaround. I really like a button that just says "Take me to the end of my shortcut." You can you can see me, but I'm, I'm I was pointing at the screen. Yes, yes, yes. When we were you were saying you went away to to go to the bottom, and your your hack, even though it's a, it's a hack, but uh, I haven't thought of it. Uh, I'm gonna start using it. Put it this way: it works really well on the iPad in landscape mode um, because you have your your shortcuts on the left hand side. 
iPhone, not so great because you, you have to open the action list. And then in my case at the moment, uh, I have a lot of actions with shortcuts in them, uh, unsurprisingly. And so when I open that apps and actions list, it can take a little while to load sometimes. And I'm just sort of sitting there looking at a screen and then it pops up with something and it's like, okay, now I can tap on this. And it's showing me very weird actions as well. Like it's showing me the option to uh, to call somebody who I've literally never called in my life. Um, and I know exactly. because I've checked the records. <laughs> so. Yes. But it's, it's a uh, hack and it works. So uh, if people are desperately in need, they're building hundreds of action long shortcuts, then uh, there you go. That's a that's a tip for you today. You know, honestly, what I'd like is for the shortcuts team just to use Keyboard Maestro for a week. <laughs> and, I mean, like, and you know, I, I'm kind of flipping about that. The people on shortcuts team are really smart. They know all this stuff, but you know, it's just priorities and time, but you know, keyboard maestro has the ability to fold up blocks so you can fold them up. So you don't yeah. have to yes, do that. They have, yes. they have the ability to lock blocks mm-hmm. and they have the ability to color code blocks. And oh, yeah. for anybody that makes long shortcuts, those three items together are what makes it easy. You know, like I, I have some very long keyboard maestro scripts that do text replacement in Microsoft Word. And uh, I just have the top block of each section is orange. And it makes it so easy for me to get through, manage that, and not screw it up as I'm working on that script. Whereas with um, you know shortcuts, it's kind of the Wild West still. Well, you yeah. know what else exists in keyboard maestro? It's not in shortcuts. Copy and paste. Yes, yes. <laughs> I missed the most obvious one. You're right. Yeah, just the ability. Man, I would I love that? some copy and paste. Though I have to say, if yeah. I'm if I'm copying and pasting sections nowadays, what I usually do is I duplicate my shortcut and I remove the extra actions that I don't want, yeah. and then I turn it into a mini subroutine shortcut. Um, because then you know it's inevitable that I'm going to reuse this multiple places. I have a a special mini shortcut for formatting calendar items in my preferred one line format. Um, and that's just something that I use in so many places now. But it started out as something that was in two shortcuts, and then I went, hold up a minute. <laughs> the the problem with uh, uh, using uh, creating other shortcuts is it's, it, it it makes it harder to to share them. So oh yeah yeah yeah. So as many of my shortcuts nowadays are, are meant to be shared with either with Charlie or on the website. Uh, I have I keep trying to to stuff everything in in one single shortcut so it makes it easier to to share everything. I would yeah. actually really like the ability when you share a shortcut if it has uh, the run shortcut action inside of it. It would be really great if it was just like, hey, this has a run shortcut action. Would you like me to extract the actions from that run shortcut or from those run shortcut actions um, and embed them in in your super shortcut? That would be amazing. That would be amazing. Yes. Do you see any performance hit by running it as a subroutine? Because I, I don't. I'll tell you, I, I've tried to, you know, look at shortcuts I've built just running sub shortcuts as subroutines versus ones where I embed them. And it seems to me like they run just as fast. For yeah, me, for, I've actually had a uh, performance improvement this week. I, I had a, a single shortcut for clocking in and clocking out at work. And I decided to create uh, two separate shortcuts, one for clocking in, one for clocking out. And they literally just passed the text clock in and clock out to the main shortcut. Um, and I replaced the menu option in there. And it runs so much faster now. I have no idea why. Uh, it's amazing. It's black magic. That's interesting. <laughs> yeah. While we are in the shortcuts desires uh i'd like i'd love to have some directives uh programming directives inside shortcuts just like something 
to break out of a loop uh, or to continue a, a loop and, and, and forgive uh, all the other forget all the other actions below it. It's the the break and continue uh, directives we have in pro programming languages. Uh, it would be great to to have them in, in shortcuts too. All right. So uh, so we we're you know now that we've solved all of Apple's problems, <laughs> <laughs> I'd actually like to talk about some of your shortcuts, Rodrigo. Um, starting okay. with the. Uh, You've got, you know, usually with the show, we like to have kind of a, a, a small automation or a simple one and a more advanced one. Let's start with a simple one. And you've got a cool one that you're willing to share with the audience about saving receipts. Tell us about that. Okay, yeah. Uh, this one is, is very simple. It's, uh, but when I thought of it, uh, I was really happy because uh, it's something that uh, took a lot of time every, every month. And most of the times I did it wrong. So, uh this started when uh, uh, we were just we just got got married uh, in 2016, and we were in a rented apartment, and we had to to pay all the bills and guarantee we had the receipts saved. So it, whenever the, the 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 owner of the apartment, if he ever wanted to see it to, to confirm something, we could show him the the, the receipts. So I started saving uh, each bill receipt uh, in a Google Drive folder and renaming it uh, with the uh, the name of the, the, the bill, whether it was uh, cable, internet, uh, rent, or whatever. Yeah. And the data, uh, I paid it. So, but every time I was going to save it, uh, I was okay. I was asking myself, uh, is, it, is it the name first, or the date first, and what the format, what's the format of the date, and what's the folder, and whatever. Mm -hmm. So uh, I lost a lot of time every time I had to pay it. So... After uh, a few months doing this, uh, I figured this was the work for an automation, not for me. <laughs> and then I made the shortcut. It, it's, it just asks, asks the user for which the the, the bill he's paying, and then renames the the, the PDF. It, it, sorry, it, it accepts a PDF file as input, and so it shows in the share sheet. So whenever I pay something in the bank, and the, I get to export the receipt as a PDF and just run this shortcut. Then it asks so, me. So yes. So when you capture the PDF, are you doing that with the camera, or are you uh, just getting something sent emailed to you? I guess both. Actually, it's neither. My, my bank, uh, when I pay uh, the things, uh, the bills through the, their app, uh, it provides me an, uh, an option to export the, the the receipt as a PDF uh, automatically. Mm -hmm. So I just. Nice. Okay. Yes, and then it automatically uh, automatically opens the, the share sheet, and I can select it, uh, the save receipt shortcuts. Perfect. Yeah. And so the, the first thing you do is you do a choose from list where you've got a list of different bill sources, and the version you're sharing has cable, internet, phone, and rent, so you can yes. you can categorize it. And then you're using a text field to add the date. So you're putting the current date plus the name of whichever one you chose. Yes, and I'm formatting the data as uh, an ISO 8601 uh, format. That's, Which is the only way it should be done, I'll say. Yes, it's, it's, it's the correct way, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I will caveat that and say, uh, well, I do like the ISO format. Um, I, I usually just limit it to the date part, and I don't do the time part, because most of the time, yeah. especially with things like bills, I don't need to know what time I paid it. I just need to know the date that I paid it on. I do that too. Yeah, if you open the the, the current date in that shortcut, you see the the time format is set as none. So, and then it, it gets this this file name that the, the that was created and using the 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 text section, 
and passes that to to a save file uh, action to save it in a cloud drive. I just uh, added some extra folders to so it's it's a I have a folder called receipts inside shortcuts, and inside of it I have a folder for each one of the the build types. So I use the the item that was chosen in the list in the beginning of the shortcut to define the the folder into which this should be saved and then save the the file. And lastly, to give me complete peace of mind, I open my repetitive actions uh, project in in Omni Focus, mm-hmm. and in there I just tap the the done button for that build, and I'm free for one month. All right. I yeah, should possibly I, note for for people who download the shortcut because uh, it's great. But you've you've used the the link which has your specific perspective in. So anybody who downloads yeah, this, like me, needs to needs to take take a look at that and add your own perspective link because I do not speak Portuguese, but I can see that it's something like repeating actions. Um, yes. it's something like that. Um, so um, I'm I'm not going to try and pronounce that. I think I would embarrass myself and um, possibly everybody who's a Portuguese sp- speaker as well. Um, well, I've already, I've already done it, Rose, so I think you should. All right. How do I pronounce the C with the circumflex? Or it's like an, it's like a let me see, uh, it's like a double S. Okay, so asios repetitivus, repetitivus. No, I can't. Uh, yeah, the, second, the second part, the second try was better. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. It's uh, it's asios repetitivus. Okay. Uh, all right. Thank you. I'll add, I'll add a comment uh, above it, just uh, saying, uh, stating that the user should 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 replace it with his. Yeah, but yes, but, I mean that's the thing with everything. But this is a really easy change for anybody to make. You downloads it, they can just replace that with the appropriate perspective. And I have to tell you, I'm going to be staying, seeing the shortcut because I'm I'm sorting out my my new place pretty soon. I'm going to have to deal with some receipts like this and so on. So it's going to be useful to have that. So thank you. Yeah, it helps a lot. And I'll, I'll say your English is much better than my Portuguese, but oh, the, yeah, definitely. <laughs> but Thank the, you. Uh, uh, what one thing you've done in here that I like, and I think it's a good tip for people, is you have so you have the choose from list for the name. Like I said, you know, earlier, cable, rent, whatever. But the I think something you did here that was pretty clever was you did make subfolders for each one, and the subfolder where where the shortcut declares the location where it's going to save it, the actual path. Is, includes the variable. So, like if you do say rent, then it, it goes to the rent subfolder, which, you know, the idea of putting a variable in a path is not something everybody would immediately think of. And I think it was pretty smart. So, that's another trick that you may want to use if you're listening to this and just check out the shortcut for that idea. I, I do really dislike how you have to save the shortcuts documents to the shortcut subfolder. Um, I think that gets in the way of a lot of other automation on the back end. Like if you want to have something like Hazel on your Mac, go through and do yeah. it. You've got to, you know, you've got to add extra steps for it. But what are you going to do? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I was actually bothered by this uh, when uh, I created this shortcut, and like I almost went to with the Dropbox, but uh, Xcloud Drive is, is is nicer and it's it's easier to 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 use it in iOS. So I kind of settled to to use. My rece- save my receipts inside the shortcuts folder. What I do on that on on my end because I don't like that is I actually have set up some Hazel rules that monitor those subfolders on iCloud Drive, and anything that comes in they move to my standard action folder on my drive. So then all the other Hazel goodness that may go into effect in terms of filing or emailing or whatever happens on on the end. So I kind of combine this with some automation on the Mac to solve that problem. 
Mm-hmm. Yes. I do something similar. I have things. I usually say things to Dropbox through uh, shortcuts, and then uh, everything I save to Dropbox pretty much goes inside of a subfolder where Hazel just yoinks it out and moves it to the right place for me. Um, and in some cases, I do just have you know a mimicked folder structure, um, and it moves it into other places. But then this allows me to access it through Zapier and all sorts of other amazing options. So. I think it would be fun with this shortcut also to make a version where you do the scan with the built-in scanning mechanism on the iPhone. I mean, you could yeah. do that. Um, I mean, you can just check whether or not there's an input, right? And say if the if the input is non-existent, then scan. Yes, you can do that, yeah. And then I believe you could do the OCR through one of the third-party shortcuts. Toolbox Pro, yeah. Toolbox Pro, well, yeah. I am just uh, looking at this, and uh, Toolbox Pro has the scanned document, and you can return either the recognized text or the scanned images. So. Yeah. Does it return it as a PDF with embedded text? That's what we really, I think, would want. Uh, I'm not sure. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep looking. Yeah. That would be a nice addition. You know, it's getting more power, but I mean, it, yeah. Yeah. And, and then the other piece of this that people may, may want to customize, like we talked about earlier, is what do you do with it? Um, we're putting it into iCloud with this script, but you could send it to Dropbox or you could, you know, you could email it to your landlord. You know, you could build uh, an automatic mailing into this or uh, you could, I, I believe you could also like put it into Dev and Think or one of these data store apps too. So there's a lot you could, this is a great starting point. Thanks wow. for sharing yes. this. Yeah, you could even store when you paid what bill in DataJar and build a chart to show how, how frequently you're paying your bills and how much you're paying and whether or not your bills have gone up over time. Yes. Uh, no. uh, some users have been using Charlie to, to create a, uh, an expense tracker. Uh, so they might be, this might be a, a nice use for it. It just asks well, how much was it and then adds to, to a data jar dictionary. We are very quickly making our simple automation not so simple, guys. <laughs> well, the good news is, is the version that's going to be downloadable in the show notes is pretty simple. Uh, and so you can, everybody is welcome to download that and use it as a jumping off point for their own automations. This episode of Automators is brought to you by PDF Pen from our friends at Smile. PDF Pen 12 and PDF Pen Pro 12 are the ultimate editing tool for PDFs on the Mac. The new versions include several powerful features, such as stationary with the new paper colors, along with line and grid options for custom page designs. A magnifier window, so you can zoom in on wherever your mouse pointer is in a document, and even move between open documents without any mouse clicks. And customizable compression settings for more control over your file size. Plus, PDF Pen Pro 12 users get built-in DocuSign support for digital signing. PDF Pen for Mac supports macOS Catalina, and PDF Pen for iPad and iPhone supports iOS 13 and Apple Pencil. Learn more about PDF Pen and PDF Pen Pro at smilesoftware.com slash podcast. If you do any work with PDFs, you need PDF Pen. Go to smilesoftware.com slash podcast. Our thanks to PDF Pen for their support of this show and Relay FM. Okay, so the next uh, automation that you've built for us, Rodrigo, or that you've built for yourself, I should say, and that you're currently sharing with us, is one very near and dear to my heart. It's all about tracking book progress. And I love reading. I'm guessing from the look of this shortcut that you also love reading. Uh, what does it do for the people who, unlike me, have not yet seen it? Okay, uh, so it, I, I do love reading, and uh, I tend to, to, to read mostly fantasy books. So... 
think about the uh, Game of Thrones and The Way of Kings and anything by Brendan Sanderson. So these are usually big books, and I noticed uh, I wasn't reading as much as I'd like so, uh, by the end of 2017, I guess. So I, I decided to start reading more, and as I, 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 the same, yes, uh, as usually goes, the, the diligence is key. So uh, I had to to force myself to to start reading every day. And then I set a daily goal for how much pages or positions in the in the Kindle uh, app I should progress every day, and I was trying to to stick to that. But soon I realized that uh, I my my memory isn't the best way to 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 store that information. And then I started starting everything into a note a note a note file, and iOS notes app. So I had a, a date. I just started the date and the the position I was in the book. But soon I realized I needed a way to visualize this. <laughs> so uh, I was exporting. This was long before charting. It was in 2018 or 2019. And I was exporting this data to, to Excel and building uh, charts over there to visualize my progress. But it wasn't, uh, it was cumbersome. And uh, because it was so, so troublesome, I didn't do it as much as I'd like. So when I released Charlie and having Toolbox Pro and Data Jar, I set out to build this one, and it actually uh, comprises three different shortcuts into into one. Mm-hmm. Okay. So okay. what's the first shortcut then? Okay. Uh, whenever you run it, it you it, it, the shortcut uses um, Toolbox Pro awesome quick menu action to show you a, a, a nice menu with icons and, and everything, and it. it it then asks, asks you whether you want to add a new book, start a new book, to log your progress on, a, on an existing book, or to chart your progress in the in your books, uh, the books you're reading or read. So the first one it creates it it, it actually uses a, a hack from for shortcuts. It's kind of a hack uh, to ask multiple inputs from the user at once uh, at once. So it fills a dictionary with the the book name, the the start position, and the end position, and uh, the daily goal for a reading. And these fields are filled with the action ask each time. So whenever you run it and select the add new book, it will show you the, the dictionary in, in the screen and ask you to fill these these fields. This is nice because you can fill the, all of this information all at once and just do it once and be done with it. Mm-hmm. And it, the, it then it creates two extra lists for this this dictionary. Uh, one of the one for dates, the, the dates you read. And one for the progress on each of these dates, and uh, it has this dictionary to a a list of uh, of dictionaries in data jar, so it's saved over there. This is the first one. The second one is the log progress. So whenever you tap on log progress, it asks you uh, in which position of the book you are, and it then adds uh, one entry to each of the, the lists I, I said. So it has the current date, the current date for the the dates list of that book. Uh, the book you selected and uh, the position for the, the the progress list for that book. And the last one is the the chart progress. So this one it, it processes the these lists and creates a, a a chart showing you how you should be progressing if you were sticking to to your daily goal, uh, how you are actually progressing the in which position you are mm-hmm. and. It, it also it's, it's something new I added uh, yesterday, for, especially for for the show. It adds a, a third line showing you when, when you're gonna end the book 
if you continue in the pace you you've been uh, doing in reality Ooh. so and then it gives you a notification a notification and shows you the the that chart with that information that that's a lot of information but I'm really yes. liking it. So, <laughs> so basically, it, it allows me to uh, to plan for when I should be finishing my go- book. So, what you're telling me is I can put more books on my reading list because I'm going to know when I'm finishing my next my current book, right? That, exactly. That's how this works. Yes, yes exactly. <laughs> you can start stashing your house, your new house, with uh, with, uh, with new books. Yes, or maybe I'll just fill my Kindle. My new place isn't that big. I have to say, I think I might run out of room if I build my own personal library. As much as I'd like it to be otherwise. <laughs> I mean, what you've really done here is you've made a book reading and tracking application using shortcuts. You know, um, that that wasn't possible with what we got in iOS 13.0 with the shortcuts. But when you add things like data jar and charty, it's kind of a full-fledged application. And that's why I'm really pleased that you're willing to share this so everybody can download it and look through it. But you want to make an application to track things, uh, this is a perfect model for you. And, and it, when you run the product, it, it feels like an app that you would buy in the app store. I, I'm just so impressed with the way you, you put this together. Yeah, it's, uh, I was actually, I'm not the first one to do this. The, lots of users have been building great uh, applications. You, you can see them in the Automators Forum or in the Reddit shortcuts. The, the basis of all this is getting a way to, to build nice UIs using two box pro quick menus and storing data using data jar and then in the case, the case of this chart uh, seeing uh, the data the visual, visualize the data using charty so uh, it's a lot of moving pieces getting together to, to build something like this but it, uh, it's impressive what uh, what Alex and, and Simon built so it enables us to, to build this and it's and completely it, accessible to anybody. I mean, if you're listening to the show and you take a look at the shortcut, you can customize this to your own data tracking that you need to do. You know, maybe it's the number of glasses of water you drink a day or, you know, the amount of time you spend on your passion project or whatever. This stuff works and it's, it's very easy to modify this stuff. But, but you're right. And it, it is, I left out Toolbox Pro, but I mean, there's three third-party apps that are making this possible. Yes. <laughs> the, the list keeps growing. Yeah. <laughs> I love the fact that Shortcuts really has become a framework, though, because, you know, theoretically, I could store and log this data just using Shortcuts, right? But I wouldn't have the the pretty visual menus, and I I certainly wouldn't have the ability to go into another application and extract all that data in a format that's fairly visual. I'd have to store it as, say, a JSON file in iCloud Drive, which for a lot of people... You know, you say the word JSON file and they just turn off. Um, so for, for those people who, who are there going, I just want to be able to store my data somewhere with shortcuts, you know, could maybe use the global variables from, from Toolbox Pro or something. But, you know, being able to have a whole database there is great. Now, I do have a very important question for you, which I'm hoping you could be able to answer because on a quick scroll through, I didn't spot it here. What happens when I complete a book? Actually, not, you, you can't, uh, you just log the that you're, you're... You're in the position, in the last position of the, the book. So whenever you, you finish the, you plot the chart, uh, it will remove the, it will not add the, the projection uh, line. So it just checks for that. Okay. So if I were to say log that I have finished uh, the book that I have, uh, I've actually not yet finished. I've only just started it today. It's by Patrick Rothfuss. 
uh, the wise man's fear. When I next run it and I tap log progress, I can still log my progress on it. So I could restart that book. I quite like that. That's a, that's handy. Uh, and I can see that I may have to add some custom uh, alert or something that uh, shows me uh, a congratulations. You finished your book option. That could be a stretch goal for our listeners. Yeah, that'd be nice. Yes. I can't let this go by without giving you a suggestion for a book. Uh, if you like fantasy, yes. the Tim Marrer series, are you familiar with that? No. Which it's, let me... it's Naomi Novak, and it's uh, the Napoleonic Wars with dragons. That's all I'll say. Come on. <laughs> I have to read this now. <laughs> it's good. It's really good. Series of books. Anyway, uh, yeah, no, this, uh, I, I really, it was, I really like this, this shortcut. And, and like I said earlier, the, the combination of these third-party tools just ups the game. You know, you have better menus, you have data visualization. And this is not, you know, when we ask um, guests sometimes for a more complicated automation, sometimes they're inscrutable because they're so complicated. This is, you can actually track this if you've got a decent knowledge of the way shortcuts works. Yes, the, the way to understand the, the shortcut, and the, I, I try to, to divide it in, into three parts. So it's the you have to uh, face this as three different charts. The one to add the book, the one to log the book, the, your progress, and the one to chart your results. So if you if you analyze it like this, you just get three smaller ones. To, mm -hmm. So in, in each one of them, uh, I didn't use nested diffs because they, uh, in, in shortcuts, they just get smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller. And smaller. So mm -hmm. I used three different ifs uh, to check the, which which the, the, the shortcut you're creating, uh, you're using. And... These, uh, you can see it, uh, the first two, the, the two, yes, the first ones are just uh, less than connections. The, the bigger one is the one for, for Charlie because it calculates the, the projection of how, when you're going to end the book. Uh, and I have to say, prior to this, to, to this episode, uh, to yesterday, I was using actually two shortcuts. Uh, I was adding the book, uh, uh, tracking these books as notes files uh, in, in notes. And I had the shortcuts was a lot bigger because I have to I had to uh, process the text and get actions and dates and, and all that. <laughs> Using data jar made it a lot smaller and made it easier to, to process everything. Well, I, I yeah, like that. the sound of uh, the fact that being on being on automators has inspired you to to uh, improve your own automations because that's something yes. that I feel everybody can do if you've got a little bit of time. So. Yeah, and that, that's one more thing I would like to see Apple improve. Using notes with automation is very difficult because Apple Notes really isn't that friendly to shortcuts. Yeah, the, the find notes is, is actually a source of headaches uh, every time I try to use it until I, I can remember the, the exact way to, to search for a note and get the, the note uh, title and whatever. Uh, it takes me a while every time. So it's easier using yeah. the journal. <laughs> See, almost every application has a way to identify a specific uh, note or piece of data to identify through shortcuts. Apple Notes does not. So I, I create like a little hash at the bottom of random characters that would only show up in that note. So I, in this instance, create my own, I guess, UID for uh, a <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> note. See, I have a very simple solution to all of this. I use drafts, which has universally yeah. unique IDs yeah. for every draft. And when I need to, I store those IDs either in Airtable or in DataJar or in some cases, both. Yes, both. Yes. I, I, I've gone there. Um, I, yes. I wouldn't recommend that for, for everybody, but I'm experimenting with something which may appear on a future episode. So I decided to, to go all out. 
If my world crashes and burns, it's because I'm storing the same data in too many places. Remember, Ghostbusters? I shouldn't be crossing the streams, but I'm doing it anyway. Yes, never cross the streams. Yeah, as David said, uh, the, if you're starting notes in, in iOS, the, the, the correct way is uh, using what David said for about uh, ISO 8601 for dates. If you're starting notes uh, in iOS, the best, the, the correct way is, is drafts. Yes. Yeah, no kidding. This episode of The Automators is brought to you by DevonThink. Get organized and unleash your creativity. Go to devontechnologies.com slash automators to get 10% off. DevonThink is the flagship product from Devon Technologies. DevonThink has been on the Mac for a long time. It's a professional document and information management application tool for the Mac, and it just keeps getting better and better. With DevonThink, you can collect, file, organize, edit, and annotate all sorts of documents and data so you can reach digital heaven. Archive your email with the enhanced email archiver. You just push a button in Apple Mail. It sends the email in. It's really awesome. And then you can scan paper documents with the revised scanner interface so you can even imprint PDFs with custom stamps before giving them to others. As an example, when I save a draft contract to DevonThink, I use the imprint tool to put a draft sticker across the front of it before I send it to opposing counsel or my client. Then you can organize your documents in any way you want. Smart groups let you create different views on your data. Integrated artificial intelligence assists you with filing and searching. You can even automate your workflow and create smart rules to add flexible reminders to any document. With DevonThink, they even let non-programmers easily automate many parts of the workflow. DevonThink's a great fit for the automators because there is so many great automation tools built right in. With DevonThink, you can take your data to DevonThink's iOS companion app as well. And best of all, you can get 10% off DevonThink 3 or upgrade to it right now. Just go to devontechnologies.com slash automators. Once again, that's devontechnologies.com slash automators for that 10% off. Our thanks to Devon Technologies for their support of the automators and all of Relay FM. All right, let's spend a minute talking about Charty. Uh, we, we we covered at the top of the show, but this is an application that you download, and it adds a whole bunch of actions to shortcuts that allows you to visualize data. Uh, and you've got all these different chart types you can use, and it's it's really kind of awesome if you like making shortcuts. This is definitely a tool you want to add to your toolbox. Um, but I thought it'd be fun to talk a little bit about crazy ways people are using uh, your application. Because now that it's out in the world, I'm sure you're seeing all sorts of interesting uses. Yes. As I said, some users were using to track the, the turnip prices in Animal Crossing. And I thought that was unexpected. Mo- uh, lots of users uh, are using it to, to track stuff in, in the health, de- health app. From, from Apple. And one of them uh, even went uh, took a lot of steps further and cre- uh, he was tracking his, his weight and the, his daily activities. So I guess he was running and cycling. The, the, there were two types. And he had bar charts of the, the, uh, the calories he spent in, the, in each of these uh, activities uh, every day. And he was cross-referencing it with the, the uh, scatter plot of the of his weight every day also. And he, he took it the lots of steps further and he, he actually calculated the regression, the linear regression of how, uh, whether he, his weight was going down or up. And then he added that, that line to, to the chart and <laughs> it was pretty impressive uh, what, what he's done. Yeah. 
Wow, that sounds like somebody who's really motivated as well. Because I kind of feel like one of the one of the great ways to motivate yourself to do things is to build a co- cool automation so that you can then use it every day. Um, or is that just me who likes to use automation as a carrot? I have to agree with you. Yeah, my my book tracking automation has helped me read more. Read more. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it can be a fun way to procrastinate, but at the same time, then you have something that can you know it can make your life easier while you're while you're working on big life changes and. Uh, I, I definitely see that as a win. Yeah, I've I've actually used Charlie to to create a, a flow chart of uh, uh, Relay FM episode durations uh, in in the past. Uh, I, I've already showed it to you guys the the, the automators one, but uh, I've built one to to track um, like five 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 uh, different shows. So it, it gets data from Adapt, Automators, Connected, Cortex, and Raider, another Raider. And you won't believe, but the, the guys at the under the radar are really uh, sticking to their 30-minute rule. Uh, most episodes don't pass uh, 20, 29 minutes. Yeah. Have you, have you tried checking clockwise? Because I hear sometimes they, they go to like 30 minutes and 10 seconds. No, I haven't tried. I haven't checked it. And, and so to do that, what you're just hitting the website, where, where are you getting your data source from? Yes, I'm hitting the Relay FM website, and I have a list of of the, the five names. Uh, it's actually the, the short name that you guys use for the, the URL of the show. Mm-hmm. And uh, I have a base URL that just Relay FM slash shows slash the show I want. So I repeat it. Uh, I get, I'm get i only getting it the first two pages because Adapt uh, has only 27, 20, I guess, uh, 30, less than 30 episodes. So I wanted, uh, I wanted to get 20, the last 20 episodes for each one of these shows. And then I use the get content of URL uh, action. And I use regular expressions to extract the, the, the duration you guys add to, to each entry. And then uh, uh, I put this into, into charts, into chart chart. I can, I, can, this, I can chart this with you also. So uh, you can put it in the, the show notes. Yeah. Do you consider we'll using well, the RSS feeds for these, by the way, just out of curiosity? No, I hadn't. Configure. I hadn't uh, tried this, but this might work also. Yes, I, I'm just wondering because uh, every every podcast behind every podcast episode there there is an RSS uh, feed. That's how it all works. But I don't think, and somebody's going to tell me that I'm wrong here, and then I'll be very happy. I don't think that the RSS feed actions inside of Shortcuts allow you to access the duration of a podcast episode. I think it's purely designed for standard feed reading. Which is kind of a shame because it could potentially make this a little easier for you. No regular expressions yeah. required, but yeah, but it's a, it's a, a fairly simple regular expression. Just the it just looks for a number followed by the word minutes, and then extracts the number and uses it as the the values for the the series. Yeah, that would and work. Yeah, I'm looking at it now. Yeah, there's just only one uh, episode of Under the Radar that's below the the line of 30 minutes. And it's the it's one that uh, they've for some reason the the, the duration in the the, in the website is set to zero. So I guess someone forget to to update it or just miss it to three. You know, it's it's interesting because you make these things and you put them out in the world, and then you hear how people are using them to create stuff, and it's got to feel good for you with the way the it does, community yes. has embraced the chart. Yeah, it, it's it's very uh, very uh, fulfilling to see. Uh, how people are using and, and how it's bringing value to, to their workflows. So it's it's very nice to see the the one from 
from to the, the Omni Week uh, shortcut I, I released uh, while on the beta uh, that uh, that just discovers the the OmniFocus, OmniFocus uh, database and gets the the completed tasks for the last week and shows you a nice bar bar chart of how much tasks you've you've completed each day. Uh, it it was I tweeted it uh, in a, a Saturday. I guess uh, I was watching uh, uh, something in the t- television and. Uh, then I got a, a, a notification saying Ken Case had retweeted it, and <laughs> I almost fell from the from the sofa <laughs> when I saw that. Yeah. Well, that's kind of full circle because we talked about it on the show, and you created it, and then Ken has found it. So that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. And it's like you've added a feature to OmniFocus. You know, <laughs> that's I love that. Yeah, it's it's great. Uh, I was hearing his uh, the episode, the last episode when he was talking to you guys, and uh, it's it's just like he said. Uh, they've gave us they gave us the the, the 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 way to extract data from OmniFocus so we can do whatever we want with it. So making charts was the the easy answer to that. Yeah, definitely. And I feel that that's one of the things that automation really does allow you to do. It allows even a user who is not a programmer like you or me um, to to go ahead and you know make their own applications because that's that's what you're doing if you're building an automation even if you don't feel like it you're a programmer yes about uh, different uses the, the the users had with uh, with charting there was this one user recently it was last week i guess that was unsatisfied with uh, all the the apps about, uh, that use the he, he's using to, to track his keto diet and then he created a, a shortcut with the data chart and charting that allows him to to track everything, and he's been tracking glucose, ketones, uh, in ketosis, and lots of things that I don't understand about the, the keto diet. But he's been generating very nice charts with it. Could you add, could you share a link to that with us, please, sure. so that we can add that to the to the show notes? Because I am sure a lot of our users are going to be really interested in just seeing how that that is done. Um, and I know, especially. Uh, Recently, spending a lot of time at home, I realized that I am most definitely eating more chocolate than is good for me. So I'm feeling that I may need a chocolate tracking shortcut, uh, which I suspect <laughs> will be a little less complex than the book tracking shortcut, but perhaps a little more complex than, uh, you know, uh, the uh, standard everyday. How much did I sleep? Because that's automatically tracked by my Apple Watch and uh, the health app. I, I just need to know, Rose, in your mind, does American chocolate even qualify as chocolate? On your chocolate tracking list? That's okay. a nice question. I feel I have to be very careful here uh, because <laughs> when I went to MaxDoc last year um, and I was hanging out with you and Max Schmitz and Max's lovely wife um, and we went to a really nice chocolate place um, somewhere near Woods- Woodstock, they had really nice chocolate. But I have to say the chocolate that I have seen in American grocery stores and I once made the mistake of purchasing, I was really not very pleased with it and I did not enjoy it. Now, I probably didn't pick great chocolate, to be fair, because I'm used to just being able to buy cheap stuff in the supermarket over here and it's pretty good. But yeah, I, I was disappointed by the supermarket stuff, but impressed by by the fancy chocolate place and it was tasty and delicious. Yeah, I'll, I'll agree with you there. I mean, some of the stuff you get in the stores here is barely chocolate, but all right. But that's, I think you need to address that in your app, your, your shortcut slash charty app. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't have the link for this keto diet uh, shortcuts yet, but uh, I'll, I'll send you the, the, the link to the tweet. The, Great. The Gabriel you. 
creative. I, yes. I do think that I would, if I were to make that chocolate app, I would also track my mood because I know that I'm like Harry Potter, you know, when I feel sad, chocolate oh, yeah. helps me. Yeah. So <laughs> I bet, I bet we would see some interesting data on that charty graph. Oh, I'm sure <laughs> we will. And they've just added right. mood tracking to, to the health app with a uh, recent beta. Uh, so the 13.6 beta 2 has just added uh, some extra symptom tracking, which includes mood changes. I wonder if there's actual mood in there. If not, I may need a mood tracking shortcut and then a chocolate tracking shortcut and then a shortcut that allows me to track both at the same time and then compares the data at the end of the day. I didn't know about the, the, the mood tracking in, in, in health. It's it's. It's nice to, to know this because it gives us uh, a standardized way to, to track the, the mood and tracking data with health is, is easier to, to, to chart it with, uh, with the charting. With just two, two actions, you can extract the data from, from health and plot it directly to, to chart. It does appear that the moment you're only tracking mood changes and the options are present and not present. Um, but uh, uh, that, of course, this is, a, of course, still an early beta. So we, we may see more changes there. If not, data direct to my rescue. Yes, definitely. And it's interesting because this is the this show comes out the last business day before WWDC. And so it's my last chance to wish cast. But wouldn't it be great if we could also track our time data the way we can track our health data? You know, oh, yeah. Yeah. Chart, it could make some really cool charts too. Yes, I'd love to have access to that data. All right. Well, either way, uh, congratulations on getting your app out. I'm so happy that it's successful. There are a lot of people using it. We didn't mention, but in the Automators forum, we have created a sub forum for Charty, just like we've done for some of the other uh, third party apps. So, um, welcome to the forums. And you can find that over at automators.fm. Thanks for that. Yes, <laughs> I was really happy to 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 get my own uh, forum, the Automators Forum. Yeah, and and check it out. You can talk with other people who are using Charty and kind of share scripts. Rodrigo um, has been very helpful with helping us uh, sharing some of the shortcuts we talked about today. So you can download those and start playing with them and modifying them for your own use. Uh, we are the Automators. You can find us over at relay.fm/automators. Anything big going on recently, Rose, that you uh, should share with our listeners? Not just yet. I think we will have some bigger stuff to share post WWDC, but let's see what happens. Yeah, we are both looking forward to WWDC and the automation story as it continues. Hopefully, Shortcuts continues to get love. Uh, we're always curious about the future of uh, of Shortcuts. Is it going to become more complex or more simple, or are they going to, you know, what's going to happen next? We don't know. We'll find out. Um, and, Rodrigo, where can people find you? Yes, uh, Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me in the, in the show. It was great talking to you. Uh, I met Rodrigo Araujo, like the, in the, the episode name, uh, at Twitter, and also at Charty iOS uh, in Twitter. And you can find okay. more information about Charty in the chartyios.app website. Yeah, so and we've got Charty. links to all of those in the show notes as well for people. Yeah, exactly. So check them out. And uh, you can find us over at relay.fm slash automators or automators.fm. Thanks to our sponsors, PDF Pen from Smile and Devon Think. Thanks a lot, everybody. See you in a couple of weeks. Goodbye, everyone.